My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ our Lord, I couldn't help but think of when the children came up to be around the gospel, that they were like the shepherds of old. They were the first outside of Mary and Joseph to come upon the Christ child. And tonight they are the first that came close to the gospel. And they are there in that cave as was that way those many years ago. Do not be afraid, we hear in the gospel, for I bring you tidings of great joy. For this day in David's city is born of you a Savior, the Messiah and Lord. Isn't it interesting that, that the angel in the glory of heaven standing before these shepherds begins by speaking, don't be afraid. This isn't the only time the angels have spoken these words. When the angel approached Zechariah to let him know about his, he and his wife Elizabeth are going to have a child, he said the first thing he says was, don't be afraid. Even at the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel would say to the Theotokos, don't be afraid, Mary. For if you have found favor with God. This term is used in Isaiah, it's used in Jeremiah, don't be afraid or fear not variations. In fact, I remember reading many years ago an article that said that some variation of don't be afraid, fear not, or have no fear was used by God almost 300 times. So deep in the cave this night, this child laying helpless is speaking out to the whole world, be not afraid. Be not afraid because I have come upon the earth. Be not afraid because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Be not afraid. The proof of the kingdom is that the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news preached to them. Be not afraid. The proof of, 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 this, of the kingdom of heaven is hand is, is told to us by Paul. The spirit of Christ Jesus has freed us from sin and death. From deep within this cave, this child has freed us from sin and death. Be not afraid. He says, at the very core of the being, it exudes, have no fear. What is the source? What, what, what was the whole reason for his coming? Theosis? Well, that's part of it. Was it to, to die and raise the dead? Absolutely. But what caused all of that to be put into order? 
What precipitated it all? Why did our Lord go to all this great extent of humbling Himself and taking the form of a baby? Why do I have such comfort when I look at the icon and I see the newborn child in the cave? Why do I find such comfort and joy when I hear my granddaughter say that, oh, is this Jesus' big farm and this is Jesus' little farm? But where do I get this comfort from that I always have on this night? That for some reason I know everything's going to be okay. And we find this answer from John the theologian. God so loved the world. It was out of love that precipitated everything. It was out of love that he sent our salvation history in order, set it into motion with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All the way down to this night, love for you and for I, but not a human love, God's love that does not fail, that does not wane. It's always there no matter where we go, no matter what difficult event we may find ourselves in. And so it's with this awareness that we can say, I can see why God would say throughout the whole of sacred scripture, stop being afraid, don't be afraid, fear not. I'm with you. I love you. And I want you to experience that love for me at a deeper level. And this could not happen had I not sent my son into the world, had he not taken on flesh. Because you're of the created order, and you're unable to experience my love at my level. So I sent my son to you, so you can hear it from his own lips. The same lips and same sounds that you have will sound familiar to you. And you will see that love in action when lepers are cleansed, when the blind see, the deaf hear, when the dead are raised, and whenever you hear the gospel being preached to the poor. He's telling us this night, I love you. For I have sent my son to be with you. So much so that I was willing to allow him to be a little infant. To be at the mercy of those around him. Because I want you to experience God in the flesh. And so we celebrate this great event this great feast with joy. That's why there's this, this underlying sense, for the most part, joy. Yes, we have hearts, you know, hurts and struggles in lives. But for some reason, tonight, it seems like everything's just kind of on hold as we enter into that cave of peace and of joy 
and of love. What's our response to this? We are created, you and I, body and soul, body and spirit. We have that unique place that we occupy this world and the spiritual world on both planes. The angelic hosts are only in the spiritual world. But you and I are unique. And we live in both. So with our body, let's be like Mary and Joseph and ponder the great mystery of God's love in the flesh. Because we know what he was born for. What his reason for coming was. And then in the angelic realm where we occupy with our soul, let us break out into song as the angels did. Glory to God in the highest and to people on earth, peace and goodwill. Be not afraid, says the angel to you and I, for I bring you tidings of great joy that born this day in the city of David is the Savior, the Messiah, and Lord, Christ is born. 